0: Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Buley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it.
1: Today is Wednesday, May 13th, and joining us from all the way down under, from Brizzy, Australia, Kieran Sheldon. How you
2: doing, buddy? Good, thanks, guys. How you guys going? We're doing great. Uh,
1: so a quick intro for Kieran. He is a Tech Field Day Delegate. He blogs at com, And I'm pretty sure it's already Friday where you're at. Is that right?
2: Uh, about that. Somewhere in the Almost. future for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: What's it I hope like? the future's fun. Thanks for joining us, man.
2: It's, it's dark. That's what the future's like at the moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's what, 11.30 at night for you?
2: Uh, 10.30, but yeah. 10.30, okay.
1: All right, ton of stuff in the news today. Uh, one of the top headlines it looks like this morning. People reacting from the fact that Jack Dorsey told all of his Twitter staff that they can work from home indefinitely after the pandemic fa- passes. You know, so we're Lots two months into this, and it. he just said, "Hey, work from home forever." What do y'all think?
0: And obviously, it obviously worked for him. Um, I'm curious to see. Uh, I, I think in that case, and I wonder if other you know digital platforms like that the demand for office swelling employees must not be anything like uh, some of the other, some other companies, right? I think you're the nature of the business is going to drive sort of maybe the upside of more collaborative space or conference space or just face-to-face interaction. I mean, I think any company benefits from that stuff, but I think something like Twitter must have a lower demand, but that's still crazy.
2: I think this is where we're starting to see the move as well, that, through this pandemic that we are moving into we we can cope working from home and that's uh, a a bigger benefit to some of these companies as well Uh, there was one company uh, about a month ago that said um, they were saving millions of dollars not having anyone in their office and they could benefit better by having uh, their employees having a meet up every once a month or uh, every couple of months so that's sort of the pathway moving. In. And I think Twitter's found that it's working for them. So we'll see what more companies probably go this way.
1: Yeah, I think uh, office spaces will probably, even companies that don't go to permanent work from home, I think they'll adjust how they set up offices, maybe, maybe limiting the, the number of people in uh, conference rooms or setting it up as more kind of an open collaboration space. I think you can do a number of different ways to be prepared to more quickly react to when things like this happen again, if you don't just stay permanently work from home. So anyway, cool. What else do y'all see? You can
2: see companies like
0: WeWork go down as well. Their business model isn't necessarily going to survive this maybe. (laughs) Not sure their business model was going to survive before this. I think this might might well, be the last nail in the coffin. They, uh, they ran into a lot of issues with the way that they built that from the ground up model wise, uh, right when they tried to IPO, as I recall, got a lot of flack um, for basically the amount of the asset base they were going to own and, and how, w- how much risk was tied up in it, right? And so I would expect an event like this exposed that risk in a very viable, <laughs> not for them sort of way right? So they can't rent the space out anymore, If they own it all. That's, that's not good. I bet you're right. And I think a lot of those companies are probably hurting a little bit, but on the backside of this, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a sort of a resurgence of that rental space because folks don't want to own offices indefinitely, but they will find reasons or uh, even just pockets of their employee base that need the collaborative space or, or want the face-to-face interaction a little bit more. I'm curious because there was actually another article that I read. I don't know that we need to get into all the details, but it was a Harvard business review article and it was talking about um, sort of the fallacy of the ideal worker. And uh, one of the things that actually jumped out in the article, I think is really relevant to this, which is that America's workday has increased by roughly 40%. And I'm sure that's not consistent around the globe. I'd actually be really curious about what you see in Australia um, as a corollary, but, I wonder if companies like Twitter are seeing this spike in productivity while we all figure out how to be, you know, normal humans and have constant access to the the conference room that is Skype, right? Because I know my days are ridiculous right now and everyone I talk to. So I did. Skype is the devil, bro. <laughs> Zoom. I have. I've used Skype once and it was a terrible audio experience. Just say uh, anything was, but Skype. I know, right? <laughs> oh, there you signals. go. There's, there's my slip for the day. Uh, no, but, but anyway, it's like Zoom's always there. It's always on. I'm always in the conference room. My, it's back-to-back meetings almost every day of the week, multiple overbooks, stuff like that. And, and I hear the same from a lot of people. Um, I, I hope companies like Twitter aren't looking at this and saying, whoa, we're more productive at home. Work from home forever, right? It, hoping that this trend of ridiculous extra productivity continues because I don't think it's sustainable.
2: Yeah. I think I've, I've experienced more productivity more so because I don't have the people constantly coming in and um, annoying me, tapping on my shoulder and going, talking about sports or something else. I'm actually getting through it. I may be maybe wandering away for a minute or two to look at some news article and then back to the work. But that's like a, that's a mental uh, moment that I'm having so that I can clear my brain and and go back to what I was doing. There's that. And that productivity is there, but, I'm not getting stuck in a conversation. So my productivity has gone up more so than it was in the office. Um, It's that water cooler talk goes away, right? People lose a lot of time to it. So I I still think uh, that face-to-face interaction, and we're we're doing it well over Zoom and and any sort of video call. Um, But then when we go back to um, going back to the office, we're probably better off having a day or two in the office and a day or
0: two at home. Um, and Yeah, the it, then mixed you, model.
2: Yeah, and, and that actually might be the better way of doing it. But yeah,
0: I'm curious about the financial ramifications of that, though, right? Because, uh, and and maybe it goes back to what we were talking about, and and models like we work are going to see a boon because if you only need an office for two days of the week, or you need an office for, you know, forty percent of your staff because you only need. Every individual to be there two days of a week, then why own the real estate or why invest as heavily in the office? So
1: yeah. it's either well, going to be very
0: expensive or, or they're going to see a shift.
1: Yeah, or certainly they'll just have less real estate and they'll sure. co locate their employees. Um, nobody mm-hmm. will have a desk that's theirs. right It'll be, Everything will just be hoteling, right? So if you're in Monday and Friday, somebody else, you know, Susie's in Tuesday and Thursday and Joe's in, you know, Wednesday or whatever. So, mm-hmm. and then they just. I wonder clean the yeah clean the desk yeah. every
0: day <laughs> for a while at least I, while, I, yeah. I mean I'm sure, well, uh, I'm sure there'll be some of that and i'm sure it'll be a, a burden put on on employees <laughs> in some cases I mean, most most businesses have you know cleaning staff right and i'm sure during yeah. stuff like this heck i remember it there was the was the it had to have been the seasonal flu but this is like a decade ago i remember um you know they the company i worked for was bringing hand sanitizer and you know wipes and sprays and stuff to everyone's desk it was like a a a kit to deal with the season um and it was brought to your desk and it was just because it was worse than it had been in previous years so well that might be the
1: answer it's maybe not just a
0: cleaning crew every night but Mm -hmm. you responsibly
1: you know use the wipes and wipe down your desk and i mean kind of like the gym after you use the equipment you wipe it down There you go. Anyway. Be an adult. Clean up after yourself. Let's move off of this. There is a ton (laughs) to talk about this morning. Um, I saw the second one that you put in here in our note, uh, Tyler. Wink delays subscription. So is that what we were talking about the other day?
0: It was, yeah. So uh, I'm guessing that they got as much flack as we gave them in our brief talk about it, but uh, a lot of people are pissed about Wink's subscription (laughs) and certainly the uh, expediency that they just sort of dropped it on everyone. I just saw that they delayed that.
1: So they delayed it how far? The URL seems to say like another week.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was that far out, so I'm kind of curious as to what, what one week is expected to yeah. do to the, you had till the today. sting.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> they announced <laughs> it a week
1: ago and you had till today they give you one more week to start paying four ninety nine or all of your IoT devices shut down. Oh
0: yeah, it's interesting, too, because there's a quote in there from them, and it just says, we can appreciate that some of you may need additional time to subscribe or make the alternate considerations, and it's like, oh, whoa, this wow, thanks for of- those seven more
1: days. <laughs> this is, That's a mob quote right there. This is extortion. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that's that awesome. you might need just a little bit more time to get me the money, but get me the money.
0: Coming anyway. back for your kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I got a kick out of that. I, I've... I, we talked about it. I feel bad for them too because obviously they're, they're probably not doing that just to put the boots to their customers. My guess is that they need it to stay solvent, but it's just, I don't know, it, it's, it shows you that it, you can't keep up with stuff like smart home everywhere all the time if you don't have some kind of in, income stream. And if people mm-hmm. aren't buying your devices all day every day, good luck. Do you have any smart home stuff, Kieran? No, I try to avoid it. Yeah, there you
2: go. Quiet side, yeah. Except all my devices are connected to Facebook. <laughs>
1: yeah, there it is. That's how much so Yeah, it wasn't ten long. Minutes into the show, <laughs> actually, somebody said Facebook.
0: That's <laughs> all right. We weren't going to avoid them today. Facebook, uh, Facebook was big in the news uh, late yesterday. Uh, there was a fifty-six million dollar settlement uh, for moderators, content moderators, developing PTSD. And Facebook's settlement is to um, take care of them, basically. And and they said going forward, you know, they may continue. So I'd, I'd be pretty curious to see what the conditions were of what no, no doubt was a pretty big lawsuit. But um, I'm, I'm wondering how much Facebook is just saying, oh, wow, yeah, that's really bad. Let's take care of it versus, you know, the legal system kind of forced them to. Um, but then I saw another article this morning that basically said they're they're predicting that fifty uh, percent or more of Facebook moderators will develop mental health issues because of the garbage that people yeah. try to post.
1: So, what about um, payouts for the users developing
0: PTSD? Well, they That's they won't joke. have that problem right. because of the content <laughs> moderators. Stuff. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There they, you go. They, they'll develop Stockholm syndrome. That's different. So, you so the,
1: there it, you yeah. go. So the, the fifty-two <laughs> million. Um, okay, so it's paying out. To Was it fifty-two, fifty-six, eleven? Put it that wrong. Eleven. 1,250 moderators, so at least $1,000 per moderator. Yep. Um, I saw another article that was talking about, oh, where did I put that one? Um, it was talking about the amount of um, like hate speech memes and whatnot that are landing on Facebook, and oh, there it is. So Facebook says it took action on 9.6 million pieces of hate speech content My in Q1, gosh. up by 3.9 million. And AI now proactively detects 88.8% of it, up from 80.2% last quarter. I,
0: I love to see those uses of artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And, and stuff like um, real-time uh, subtext and things like that are, are also another one. But yeah, it's, it's good to see it. It's also ridiculous that that we're seeing an uptick in hate speech. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess part of me always wished that that was on its way out, but it doesn't seem to be that way. Mm, that segues
2: into one of the articles I had uh, about AI, uh, sort of going back to your copyright conversation last week as well. Um, so there was a group of um, musicologists um, who used AI to compose a song and, it, and they ran it against Reddit. Sure. And it, and it came back with uh, urging listeners to kill the government kill
0: the system <laughs> oh that does sound like reddit yes Literally. it's called the of uh, facebook echo chamber huh oh that's that's so they were uh, pull, they were pulling yeah. sentences
1: from reddit in order to yeah. drive the lyrics is that what you're saying yes yeah
2: oh.
0: that's that's like, that's, chat bots. With. that's like the chatbots that's like the bots that were released you know on twitter and probably Mark, facebook and stuff like that yeah and Microsoft's. Like, time to racism was, like, 15 minutes or something, and it's oh just, gosh. oh, welcome, welcome to the internet. That's terrible. It's terrible. That's, like, one yeah, of those the met- embarrassing things about my entire species that I just wish I could close in a closet, right? <laughs> that's Yeah, that's they
2: awful. got that in here. Tay, Tay Chatbot from Microsoft, 2016.
0: That's right. Gosh, I, remember, gosh, I yeah. It, yeah It's just, that's that's garbage. It's that's not it's not good when the body of things you're training are just humans interacting online, and inevitably it turns into yep. hate or just garbage speech. That's that's sad, really.
1: A couple bits of uh, Google news here. Uh, Google removed 813 creepware apps from Play Store, found by wow. academics using an algorithm oh, wow. called Creep Rank, on data from millions of devices. So That's that cool almost. that they're doing
0: that. It's terrible mm-hmm. that it's there. I, I wonder though, like th- I was reading another article that was saying that um Android's sort of catching up to iOS as a developer golden child platform because devices are improving, uh you know, some of Apple loyalties is uh are sliding, things like that. But one of the comments that it made is that the barriers to entry to get an app into the to the Play Store is $5, right? So it's very low. You can – just about anybody that wants to develop something and put it in the Play Store can do it.
2: They have yeah. rules,
0: but they're not nearly as uh, much of a walled garden as uh, iOS's App Store. So while that sounds like a lot of apps, they have like half a million apps a day or something like that. It's just an insane number of applications that are out on the Play Store. So it's, it's scary that that number is what it is, but I wonder – how many users actually see or download those apps on a regular Yeah, basis. that's true.
1: But it's nice to know there was a research team doing this. Totally An algorithm called CreepRank. <laughs> Great name. Curious, I'll give them that. <laughs> yeah. So CreepWare, in this ZDNet article, uh, I'll, I'll drop it in the show notes, but uh, refers to mobile apps that don't possess the full features of a spyware or stalkerware product, but they can still be used to stalk, harass, defraud, or threaten another person directly or indirectly. Oh so, interesting. Uh, good on them.
0: Yeah, Good that on. well, and that that's actually really cool too, because it goes beyond just I released malware for you, and and I just I produced an app that someone can use to dox you faster. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. You
1: had uh, you had another bit of Google news as well, Tyler. I yeah, there
0: are putting... a couple of things in there. One that's actually old news, but I feel like is worth saying is that Google uh, finally announced their I/O replacement event, and it's scheduled for June third. I want to say that's a couple of weeks, uh, and we just haven't been able to talk about it, but. Put that on your calendars if that's the stuff you're into. Um, I wonder if it will be more accessible than uh, in-person conferences because it's digital or uh, or. If that's yeah, it'll be interesting
1: case. to see how those those uh, virtual conferences go down. Yep. Yeah, but uh, then, uh, you also dropped in the Google Play Music dies this year.
0: Yes. Uh, so, so I had actually forgotten this. They announced that I think two years ago now, and it wasn't as dramatic as I made it sound right before we kicked off because the, the what's happening is they're transitioning to YouTube Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, reading through the article, they do have uh, a way to transfer from your Google Music library to the YouTube Music library. Um, I, I'll probably do that. And maybe we can talk tomorrow about what that experience looks like because uh, I've got I've got quite a few tracks that have been in the google play uh music ecosystem for a long time stuff i owned ages ago either digitized or or, or ha- bought as digital music and then i uploaded it to google and it's been one of the easiest ways to get my collection on any device anywhere right yeah. um so i was sad to see it go but i'm um, i haven't played too much with uh youtube music or all or music youtube whatever whatever it is so i'll have to transfer over there and see how that goes
1: good man yeah, I used to use uh, Google Play uh, Play Music or whatever they called it back when I was on Android, but that was ages ago. Hmm. I totally forgot that this existed. But every time well, I get on, I imagine uh, that's why it's shattering. <laughs> yeah, every time I get on YouTube, if you end up playing a um, some sort of song, then they prompt you to
0: to participate
1: in in uh, YouTube Music. So yeah, that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised, and especially with YouTube TV and everything that's going on there, I, it makes sense to consolidate the the media offerings, right? And and I think Google's in general they do this a lot. Um, they go through consolidation efforts, but there also seems to be a push because one other article that I read was talking about uh, unifying all their messenger platforms, so the, the Hangouts, mm-hmm. some of the apps uh, that that do messaging from Google in the Play Store for. Um, Android devices, stuff like that. And, uh, they've got a new director VP. I forget the title, but he's, uh, he's actually trying to consolidate all of those messaging platforms. Imagine that includes stuff like duo even too, and, uh, create something that's more consistent across the board, which I think is a good thing. As long as it doesn't leave too many features out in the cold for the near term. Right.
1: Kieran, what else you got, man?
2: Uh, how about we go? I've got a couple here um tesla so this is old news from last week but there was a uh, hacker who bought 12 of their media control units off ebay Really? and he pulled them apart and it had information uh had wi-fi passwords and plain text uh, <laughs> locations for home, people's homes work uh, all the places they navigated to That's um not good. and Netflix and YouTube accounts
0: Oh wow, as well. little, wow. little treasure yeah. troves
2: <laughs> So um, Basically what happens is um, When you go to a service center And they replace your MCU They take it out and they put a new one in They're supposed to destroy the MCU Or they're supposed to go back to Tesla themselves But they've um, Some of the service technicians Have been selling them off on
0: eBay yeah. And that doesn't yeah. surprise yeah. me at all and I think that's on Tesla. I'm sorry. Like, it, yeah, this is, this is just like data security 101 sort of stuff, but you, you have to make sure it's difficult to pull that kind of content off of anything that stores it. So at the very least, he should have had to, you know, brute force break in to get stuff like Wi-Fi passwords and YouTube account stuff. Um, if not, because the, the process that relies on humans to make sure that they get sent where they're supposed to is going to fail. We know this so you you just can't make it that easy at the the digital level so yeah i hope tesla text. fixes that stuff man
1: so what happens yeah, that's absurd what happens if you sell your tesla is there is there a uh a d-ban operation you know
0: um but there is i'll bet there's like a reset it. to factory default uh, yeah, something but, like that that's interesting <laughs> I would think so.
2: yeah but it depends what they're storing it on too so yeah, of
0: course yeah um, well, yeah. And if it's stored in plain text, what are you going to do? Like a, a full DOD erasure on your Tesla? No, no, you're not. You're going to hit the one factory reset button, and then whoever gets it apparently is going to have access to all your stuff if they care and know what they're doing.
1: Well, that <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder too about. So I've bought a few cars off of auto auctions from um, you know wrecks and whatnot. So what about those as well? You know, let's say oh, you sure get in a that. wreck and you get taken away from your car, and your car gets carried off, and you never see it again. You know, is there a remote? I just hope that. Feature? That's manufacturers
0: nice. are more responsible with it right so yeah, i'm mean, thinking about sure. all the rental cars you got into where people plugged in their home addresses oh yeah. for, for you know like a trip or a work address or something like that I, i'm always surprised going through and then you think um like the, with the bluetooth connections to phones and allowing wow. access to contacts, you contacts go in about and going there and it's like the last seven people that were there if if the if Ford did didn't implement that correctly and i'm not calling out Ford there. I have no idea what their implementation looks like from a security perspective. But Sounds like you're a Chevy all guy. All your contacts are quite possibly, you know, cached in there. What'd you say? Yeah. It, oh, I said, well, it sounds like you're a Chevy guy.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> what I know, I know you drive a Ford anyway. But yeah, I mean, every, that, that blows my mind too. But yeah, every, um, every rental car you get into, there's a treasure trove of contacts because people are just like, yep, sure, do whatever, Apple CarPlay, and uh, download all of my yeah. contacts. That's wild. Good find, Kieran. Yeah. Seriously.
2: So, um, bit more on that though, they store it in a SQL light database that isn't deleted Mm -hmm. until the hard drive blocks that store. And then it is overwritten by new data. Wow. Wow.
0: Okay. Tesla, we got to call you out on that. I'm going to need you to fix that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh man. So, I got another bit of uh, Tesla news too. Um, yeah. uh, Elon, of course, uh, creating lots of strife on the internet. Um, he uh, challenged authorities in California to come and arrest him as he uh, very brazenly opened his Fremont, California uh, Tesla plant um, earlier this week. Um, I actually haven't seen outcomes from that yet, but he, he just said, we're doing this. Um, if you got a problem with it, come arrest me. And he specifically said, I'm going to be down there on the floor. If you're going to arrest anyone for this, arrest me. Everyone else goes back to work. So I, I'm, I got mixed feelings about that, right? Because I, I think it's interesting that he's giving employees the ability to go back to work. Anyone that's suffering to the point where they need it, it's, it's kind of cool that he's standing up for them. But at the same time, I tend to be on the more conservative side of, of social distancing and trying to flatten out the COVID-19 stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts on
1: that? Well, there's a difference between reopening your gym where people have the option to go and reopening a factory where people have to go to maintain their job.
0: So. Yeah, I agree. But you think it, think it's a good thing? You think it's a bad thing? You think it's not black and white?
1: Oh, dude! I don't know that I want to touch that
0: one. <laughs> oh, no. Take my forty-foot pole and walk away.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think,
2: Kieran? I'll hmm? well, see so here in Australia. <laughs> if uh, if we have to keep our a, a company open, our government is giving the companies um, a what's called job keeper or a. Uh, uh, there's another name for it. But basically they're paying the companies to be able to pay their staff if they're not able to have their staff during in in working for them during this period. So I mean if something like that was something like Elon could just be paying his staff or there would be some support, that'd be great. And yeah, absolutely. Keep the thing close. But there are families that do need to be fed. So it's sort of it is hard to choose a side um, yeah. where to go. And then you think about just Ewan on his own and it's saying, yeah, come and arrest me. And you think, oh, he just had a baby last week as well. And then you get all that mm-hmm. sort of, you're going, where is his mind that's at? But he's making that choice as well.
0: Yeah, so, He obviously feels strongly about it or doesn't think he's going to get arrested. Right. Uh, that, yeah, that's a really interesting point, personal ramifications, <laughs> yeah. right? You need someone, maybe that's why yeah. he's selling all his stuff to prepare for it. Or maybe he just wants to spend more time with the baby <laughs> and he's expecting house arrest. Yeah. yeah good could thinking be. elon he was on with
1: he was on with joe rogan for a second time uh, i believe last week and one of the things he was harping on was if you don't make stuff there's no stuff you know like we're, we're running out of this that or the other thing um now this mm-hmm. is super trite but um i am trying to find a replacement barbell and there are none to be found other than the ones that people are charging for three times what they're actually worth on wow. craigslist right nobody has barbells, nobody's making barbells. And I think his point is, you know, well, I guess he wants to produce Teslas uh, and people <laughs> want to buy them uh, yeah. and they won't exist if they don't get back to work. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Tyler, on the tend to be a little bit more on the conservative side of this, um, you know, ease into it, go back in phases, don't rush, um, you know, who's critical, don't allow people that aren't critical, Um, there's a lot there's a lot yeah i I
0: think that last one's the and and i don't necessarily want to touch it either i think there's a hot mess of a conversation that goes on that last bit but the idea of not allowing somebody who's not critical is is a pretty touchy subject especially in the united states where uh Mm. we'll get bristly about anyone telling us what to do sometimes right but uh anyways yeah I, i don't i just don't think it's it's not super simple um i i do think like i said I, I tend to lean towards let's make sure this isn't every something everyone gets and and something everyone gets fast um i think we've seen some pretty bad examples of overrun hospital systems but but the it you can't pretend like there aren't going to be ramifications on the other side if if people don't start producing stuff unfortunately true yep well, how about some more fun news? Uh, yeah. I read a cool article about a company called Mojo Lens that's developing uh, augmented reality contact lenses. And as I read through it, yeah, it's further out than uh, than than I'd like to see it. But what I think that's freaking cool from a technology perspective. But I think it also sort of uh, it's it's a harbinger of all the things that came out when Google Glass was first released, where it's is it even right for somebody to be wearing something that's not easy for you to tell and is potentially providing contact information or details like th- there's a, there's a, a creep factor that goes up considerably when you have something that's as innocuous as a contact lens on the surface, but is providing tons of augmented reality data potentially. What do you think yeah. about that?
1: <laughs> Man, sign me up though. I, so, I, know. I know there's a ton of, <laughs> there's a ton of uh, nefarious things for this, but Man, if I could be, let me think of an example. Let's say I'm out running, right? And I don't have to wear a watch anymore. I can just see my heart rate. I can see my running pace. I can see, uh, you know, my route or whatever if I'm trying to follow this specific route to navigate. That's awesome. As an overhead, yeah. As a contact wearer though, I don't know how they're going to do this because Make you get the tiniest little bit of like, not just non-contact like, uh, material in there and you your yeah. eye is like bleeding <laughs> yeah yeah so. and
0: you're like crushing it with your knuckles I, I wouldn't make it i have seasonal allergies and i would absolutely destroy something like that in my eye but but i'm with you i won't like sign me up where do i get out yeah.
1: <laughs> so i'm saying give me give me a, a cyborg eye instead That's yeah there I mean. you
0: go okay, we'll just pop pop the old one out you I'm got terrible two. eyesight
2: <laughs> imagine you, if, imagine using that though with your drawing as you go through. Yeah. cool you you'll be
0: you'll be in the drawing People, uh, yeah. 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 Very Dude. first person. No, I think, I think there's tons and yeah. tons of applications and I think that's, that's what that uh, company, you know, Mojo lens is, is hinting at. They're trying to get funding because they're just saying there's a ton of this. I'm super curious to see how they solve some of the problems. I mean, something as as thin and as, as just small in general as a contact lens, how are you going to put enough technology into it? Like it's yeah. exciting to even think that we're close enough for that to be real. Um and they they acknowledge that there's probably going to be some kind of wearable, whether it's uh, you know a necklace or something like that yeah. that's relatively close to the contacts that's going to be handling. I imagine the compute that's going into it, so they don't have to put as much into the contacts. But it's still really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Think about surgery. You're in there and it's yeah. identifying you know arteries and veins
0: versus lymph nodes and all that kind of stuff. That's hard to tell sometimes. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we get to charge students less for um, medical education and and just shorten the trip it's like read this book once and then let the ar tell you everything that's going on in the bodies
2: <laughs> well that's interesting though that you bring up students what about for like exam situations like you're saying yeah. walking down the street no one knows you are wearing them but right. then you're into an exam situation
1: yeah it's, uh, so that's super intriguing though yeah. go listen to go i mean if you want it's like a two-hour thing but go listen to that one with with elon and, and joe uh joe rogan or maybe just find the section because they upload some clips and whatnot where he talks about that, that's but cool. um, just the processing speed and capability. Right. So he's talking about a, like a neural net implant So cool. you know, where they kind of like, you know, drill a hole and implant this thing. That's like the size of a, of a watch face, you know, um, and, and connect it to your not head quite ready allow ready you to be able to, yeah, to, to be able to I'm not going to be alpha that. or
0: beta for that one. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I'll, I'll be you know, maybe iteration 10 or something. But. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's see if we can do it in uh, goats first. Yeah, but Sorry, I, mean,
1: that, I mean, that gets into the, the argument now, you know, when we think back to math and they would make us do tests without calculators. Well, it's like yep. in the real world, I will always have a calculator, but I understand why they're doing it because they want to know that you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, think about the future of anybody being able to tap into any sort of information that quickly. Are we testing it, it really people is, on being able to memorize things, or that's, be able a, that's to a good
0: way to ways? bring that up too? Because I think it's it's sort of like the next step in in what ha- having search engines at your fingertips were. The Encyclopedia Britannica used to be one of the best, sort of relevant, so recently relevant sources of information for research projects. Now that stuff is old so fast that the the internet and finding certain good articles kind of back to what we talked about yesterday uh, is. is Actually, better, right? So, so having that much information in your fingertips, like take it even a step further. You don't have to talk to an assistant or go to a a, an interface. It's just in your world constantly, and you can probably tune how much you get. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Stuff that's relevant is being determined for you. I, there's, there's, you're cooking, I, there's say, so much you're black beer stuff that goes into all this stuff. Every time I go down there, my head goes down a rabbit hole. Or an AI yeah. is feeding me what what is important to me. Like I could I could see me becoming a robot if I was just being fed information. I stop thinking about what's important and just eat what's put in front of me, right? It's going to
1: be wild. So let's say you're standing in front of a grill and it recognizes, Hey, you're cooking steak, right? And, and then it just tells you instantly, okay, this is how long you need to do it, whatever. Maybe it's got, um, you know, heat sensing capabilities and you can see the temperature of the steak without having to test it with a physical thermometer. I mean, it's just insane.
0: Yeah. Right. There was another cool um, wearable news uh, item too. Um, Microsoft released their Surface earbuds um, and I, I I won't pretend like that was something I was terribly aware of. I'm, I'm not keeping track of uh, Microsoft devices that much um, but they, they I guess they must have had their Surface event digitally recently because I think the Surface Book 3 and stuff was released as well and uh, they've been doing some good stuff on the hardware side of things but Apparently uh, the surface earbuds look really good so the the review that I read basically said that it brings some features to the table that make it more interesting than some of the other wearables out there It's not just audio but the audio quality is good they're actually uh, integrating with office products so it'll read you your emails uh, it will take dictation in uh, at least the PC version of word and then one that got me uh, that I thought was really cool because it just it starts moving towards like babble right um is the uh the ability to live capture and translate for powerpoint presentations and and it's just like wow these these are things that you know were probably science fiction just a few years ago but being able to real-time translate are, are those are news articles i'm seeing for google and now microsoft microsoft's actually releasing a product that can do this kind of stuff that's really cool you yeah. guys think about that
2: mm-hmm. well google had something similar to that about a year or two that they brought out with their earbuds that would translate forty different languages for you. So we was sort of we're on the pathway. But yeah, that's it's kind of amazing that they're we're now at this point. Of
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, it's just the fact that there's two devices and they're competing. That's a good point. That's cool.
2: Yeah, but that it well it means that there's innovation now. There's competition. So
0: it like
2: things
1: like Arvo and Budgie Smugglers that I had to learn when I went down there. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you keep saying yeah, that's, Arvo? That's,
2: yeah, Budgie Smugglers, you probably did not need to learn. Um, I was talking <laughs> about our ex Prime <laughs> Minister, but, um, <laughs> but yeah. It, it probably wouldn't have picked those
0: up for you. No, no, not all <laughs> right. Oh, come on. There's got to be like a slang button. So well, in uh,
1: in more yeah. headset news, um, Apple is releasing the AirPods Studio Edition, uh, which, as uh, as you know, it has in ear detections. If you if you pop it out, it'll pause your music. These will have head and neck detection, so it knows if you take your headset off and put it around your neck, mm. it'll pause the music, etc. So, um, but just a, a, a different version, you know, maybe higher quality over the ear mm. uh, headphones. That's that's interesting. Three hundred and forty nine dollars, which seems I reasonable. I don't know obviously. that I
0: would go to Apple for that, to be honest. Um yeah. I, and well and oh shocker coming from me, but in general, I feel like there are some pretty excellent headset and microphone uh, producers out there for Designed like the for desk experience, and right? Yeah. And and so why would I buy an Apple device? I feel like they're not going to be as good in certain areas. I don't, yeah. happy to be proven wrong. Me wrong
1: well if they're as good as so you know i said the the, the price was reasonable right it's 349 so it at least seems in the range of things like the bose quiet comfort 35s you know mm. the wireless over the ear um, noise cancellation headset so
0: yeah fair enough there anyway
1: is. okay are we running out of news yeah. should we shut uh, it down no we got a couple of things? Oh,
0: i've got two more
2: oh yeah us, bring it. go how about some space news yes yep uh, yeah. Uh, so China last week um, sent up one of their rockets um, last week so it's one of their newer versions of their largest rocket the Long March 5B Um, it's now come to light that uh, so the way they they work you usually have two cores Um, if I'm if I'm understanding this right in a general rocket you've got your two cores but what they've done this time is they've had um, four uh, fuel thrusters on the s- boosters on the side strapped on which put it up into um, shot it up into the atmosphere but then they dropped off and then there's another core that dropped off that main core um, almost hit New York if it had Ooh. as it as it drops through the atmosphere it would have hit um, New York if it had dropped 15 minutes earlier
0: Wow like so their they're boosters debris. falling back uh, we're, we're Yeah not so the boosters were fine
2: but the, um, but the main core that comes afterwards, Interesting. so done it in a different way. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit, bit scary. Yeah. Yeah. It said that it was just going to spread debris all, all across New York, but it, yeah, it, it lasted 15 more minutes in the atmosphere that it, um, that it didn't drop.
0: So it landed out so in the Atlantic. That was lucky.
2: Yeah. Uh, doesn't actually say,
0: I hope so. I I think that's usually where you yeah. aim to get that kind of debris. Um, yeah, you certainly yeah. wouldn't want it going into a highly populated area. That's what a mess. That is wild. That, yeah, it's weird wild. too, because that's something that's totally predictable. So it yeah. kind of makes you wonder like how'd you miss that or did you not miss that and you just wanted it to get close.
1: <laughs> yeah, well maybe they did time it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, let's extend this by fifteen minutes so that way
0: that's, it lenses. That LA. is interesting. I got another fun astronomy one. Um, so apparently the comet Swan, uh, which was discovered in late March, is going to be visible to the naked eye tonight. So um, get out there and go take a look at that. I guess there are some apps and stuff out there that will help you find it depending on your location in the world, right? Um, but I got something cracked me up about this is that uh, com- the comet Swan has its own Twitter handle. So it's What's... at C2020F8. So C2020F8. Um and apparently they're giving comments Twitter handles, so that's another source of you know going to kind of pick up where it is and when it's, when's a good times. That crack me up. I love it.
1: I guess it makes sense. Somebody's going to create it. Yeah, yeah.
0: It. Too too funny. Too funny. That's good. So you guys um, track stuff like that? You you get excited about comets when we can see them or you know objects in space? no, not so ah, no. <laughs> <Not too> much. <laughs>
1: that's great. <laughs> what was the other one you had? We,
2: uh, some gaming news. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, Tony Hawk's is being re-released oh, yeah. in September. Um, nice. So that's one plus two. Right? So number one and two, yeah, yeah. So just in they, time for uh, the Australian Father's Day.
0: That's awesome.
1: So they're redoing it. <laughs> yeah. I think, hint, so hint. just in time <laughs> <is he doing? laughs> Father's
2: Day. <laughs> Well, my wife, wife brought that one up. She worked out the yeah. date. But um, what they're doing is, so they brought out uh, Tony Hawk's HD. But what they did in, that was 2015. And what they did in that version was um, use all the, they put in all the favorite levels. Now what mm-hmm. they're doing is actually releasing one and two as the full game. So cool. in HD. But
0: remastered? So, yeah, nice. Yeah, remastered. Okay. Uh, I, on Xbox I saw a lot of chatter about I saw a lot of chatter about it. Four. That's cool. Nice. I saw a lot of chatter about it. Yeah. It was all about the music. So the playlist was on everybody's top of mind and the rating is teen because of lyrics. So obviously there's nothing about that game that's going to be super gory or anything like that, but their rating was actually increased because of the lyrics and the songs and uh, they were able to capture a lot of the fan favorites that were part of the, the tracks. But I guess they did have some licensing problems and a few things fell off. I didn't I didn't see the specifics I'm not sure it was the uh, the biggest titles if you were that made that game so iconic but I thought that was funny
1: and don't forget that uh, command and conquer will be coming out in June June 5th yes we're almost there
0: yeah nice the
1: updated version I loved that game I love that game. yeah me too uh, I, I
0: think red alert was a big one for me yeah that one in the in
1: very game. first iteration of GTA were like two oh, of yeah. the, the most fun games PC games Right out of the gate. Yeah
2: I was just slightly for my time.
1: I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday and then we'll shut it down. We're, uh, we're over time here but this is awesome. Um, this this time, not this story but I, I'm curious <laughs> what you all think about this story. Um, if you all remember when we played video games in the, the early stages of console gaming the only way to play was if you're playing with a friend they would sit next to you you know one to four players split screen all that kind of stuff and you would have this experience where you would laugh together and you know punch each other or whatever and now the only way we pretty much ever play games is over the internet distance you know we can hear and see each other sometimes um you know in in little screens or whatnot but uh what do you all think about that just the way things are changing from that that perspective
2: that's sort of like the uh kids not going outside and playing anymore. They're just sitting inside playing, watching their phones. Um, and, the, and little kids as well from like the age of five. They've got their own iPad and, and all that, but they don't go outside. So it's the same deal. They, they're missing out on what we, uh, what we grew up with. And uh, I mean, I still got a PlayStation one and my wife and I still sit down and play that. Um, but yeah, to for kids to invite their friends over just to play those sorts of consoles, they don't even know about those sorts of consoles where you had two controllers and that's all you had. They're not made anymore. I'll call you up. Yeah, that's true. I'll call you up when we need it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Single player only games are a dying breed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, um, I'm glad that they're still getting the social interaction. Right. I, I don't, I don't, think that it was critical to sit next to folks i I do think it's an experience that people will miss out on i think it was something fun certainly um defining i think for a few generations there but it was also a supernatural evolution to just make the land party something that was global and connected and i think there's goodness Mm -hmm. in that too right so yeah you you can't whack each other you know sneeze on them when they're doing something critical but uh but you're still getting the social interaction. In fact, you're probably even getting more, um, at least a a broader net of folks that you can interact with. So there's like, like I said, there's goodness. I think it was pretty natural.
2: I think those lamp parties were like the um, office space that we had before COVID, where we'd had those water cooler talks, and that we could um, say, and they're they're always good because you, over pizza, over drinks, whatever, you could go over and talk to someone, but then. We don't have that. We just sit there and mm. eat our pizza while we're playing, but we're not talking, we're playing. We don't break it up to yeah. actually get to know the people that we um, that we're playing against. Um, competitions and that aren't aren't the same. So when you'd have a competition, the winner would walk up. People would know who that was. Competitions now it's we'll send you an e card for what you won or
0: something like that. Mm. Like it's mm. yeah. So We'll so, have to find ways to to bridge those gaps, right? I think you bring up a good point. The water cooler talk ends up being somewhat inefficient, but at the same time, I think there are some critical interactions that happen as as people over here or more people collaborate, just because of where it is. Hmm. Uh, but, right, but, but then again, create it.
2: Yeah, but then again, it means that us three could be playing a game now. So yeah, that's right. There's always yeah, exactly. that benefit. That is yeah. the plus side of it.
0: Yeah, when oh, when's the last time the three of us were in a conference room? Oh, yeah, right. Cool.
1: You guys just Never. met each other today
0: virtually <laughs> because of the capability, so that's
1: cool. And right.
0: uh, yeah,
1: Kieran, you live literally on the other side of the world, so <laughs> uh,
2: and you come to visit me, and when do I come to visit you? You don't even pop down to see me. Oh Fern. I, wh- I was in, well, I was was in, I I in a, Boston. Oh, it's five hours away. No, no, that's excuse. a great way. I was I in Austin and you're in um,
0: Dallas. Oh, don't, Aaron, don't not coming about. to visit you when you're Something in town. Something was going
1: on. I would have <laughs>
0: excuses. Okay, excuses. whatever. Hey, you didn't, you didn't did
2: accept it, so you know. <laughs>
1: okay, shut it down. Shut it down.
2: Yeah, uh, Garen, thanks
0: else? a ton for joining us, man. It was, it was awesome to have you on. Love the Down Under so perspective. So having me. Um, well, it, sorry, sorry, is, sorry, 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 sorry. Real a lot quick. Fun.
1: Do you need to plug anything else? I wanted to give you an opportunity. I oh, yeah. I, I had you plug uh, or I plugged Ready Set Virtual. Camera at right the gate. Is there anything else that people need to know about? Yeah,
2: um I guess just my um uh, Twitter. Um my parents came up with that one. It's just Kieran underscore Sheldon. Um and also you mentioned Tech Field Day, and this week is uh Security Field Day. So if you've got some time on Thursday and Friday, you can check out um the live stream. Um it's all virtual now. Um but yeah, uh, there'll be a few companies there: VMware, uh, Juniper. Um, so you can go and see those and. should invite um, all your friends at Tesla. It sounds like they need a little bit. Of- <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> what's the web? Uh, what's the so, URL for that?
2: So if you go to techfieldday.com, um, oh. then, uh, the UI streams be on the, the front page. Okay. So, it so it's not security off.
1: field day. You go through tech field day. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, Tech Field Day, and then it's got a whole bunch of sub-field days from there. So Storage Field Day, Security Field Day, um, Mobility Field Day. Yeah, there's a list there. Um, but they have VMware Tempered Path Solutions and Juniper presenting, and that starts at 8 a.m. on Thursday morning Pacific Time.
1: Okay. Well, y'all get out there, check it out to get your learn on. Back to you, Tyler. Sorry.
0: yeah no worries so that that brings another uh, tech breakfast podcast to a close thank you everyone for joining us thank you kieran as well um we hope you enjoyed as much as we did and as always if we've missed anything in the news you've got general feedback for us or you'd like to come and join us for a recording hiss up on twitter let us know where you're at and we'll see you again tomorrow booyah